Welcome to Perfecting Your Practice, where we believe in a 360-degree approach to your success as a healthcare professional. I'm your host, Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at Bankers Healthcare Group. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm joined by Alex Martin once again, and we're talking about websites. Alex, you had a great interview with two of our internal uh, Bankers Healthcare Group subject matter experts, Dwayne May and Danielle Gerhardt. Uh, what what went on, buddy? How was the interview? It was a great interview. Thanks for having me on today to talk about it. Um, it was nice because Danielle and Dwayne both have really great perspectives on this subject. They both have a lot of experience, but their alternative uh, kind of perspectives come from Danielle being on the agency side and Dwayne being someone who's done uh, freelancing. He's had his own software development companies, worked in a lot of different places uh, on the technical side. And it was just interesting to see the difference in opinion on the website side um, and where they agreed. I think Danielle's point was really focusing on things that actually come before you even get to your website, like knowing what you're trying to do, knowing who your target audience is, knowing what your message that you're trying to send is, which is critical to getting to the step to go to someone like Dwayne to actually get your website built. So it was really kind of a discussion to try to outline both of those sides and see when you do the right preparation on the one side, when you come to your technical expert, things go a lot more smoothly. And I can see where the planning becomes essential. People go into that, well, I just want a beautiful website. I need it to look good. Well, in in my past, uh, you know, I'm much like Dwayne, come from the technical side of building websites. So it's very difficult when you have a client or even if you're a small business owner, what do I do? Do I just put an offer up? Do I have a pretty picture? I don't think people spend enough time thinking about those things. So hearing their perspective was really, you know, refreshing. And I think there's a lot of value that our listeners can take away and that it's not, it's not something you have to be uh, very technical or it's not, uh, don't be afraid. Right. Right. And there's a lot of tools out there nowadays, but you know, that also introduces risk because you don't want to get swindled into thinking that some, you know, system is going to solve all your problems. You know, not everything is prepackaged, but at the same time, If there's something that someone's already investigated, someone's built, someone's served your industry, uh, for instance, in healthcare, there's a lot of, you know, companies out there who have pre-built solutions that solve a lot of the common problems that healthcare professionals have. So it pays to have expertise on both sides so you know where to draw the line between finding and implementing something that's pre-built and pre-arranged by experienced folks, and then also having someone else just kind of construct something for you uh, from scratch. Excellent. Sounds like a great topic. I'm excited for our listeners to hear. So without further ado, uh, enjoy the the interview. Well, thanks, Danielle and Dwayne, for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about websites. So one of the biggest questions we get when it comes to building a website is where to start. With so many technologies out there today, advanced websites, portals, and quote-unquote experts, it's hard to know where to start in such a crowded industry. So Danielle and Dwayne are here to give us a couple different perspectives on how we might go about building a website and what's most important to keep in mind as the business owner. So Danielle, why don't you give us a a rundown from your experience in the agency world of where is the best place to start when you are thinking about building a website, even if you have absolutely no idea what you really want? Sure. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, I think Dwayne and I are going to offer two different perspectives, not only because of where we've worked before, but also because of our professional backgrounds, right? So I'm a PR person. And so 
My point of view is going to be a little bit different from what Dwayne will offer on the technical side. And I think that the best place to start before you even build a website is defining your audience and the message you want to convey. So before I was at BHG, I worked at a marketing agency for over a decade. So we would work with all types of clients in different industries, different sizes. Um, and if you are a healthcare professional or medical practice owner out there saying, I don't even know where to start with my website, don't worry about it. I have worked with big companies, mid-sized companies that have the same issue. Where do I start? I know I need to build a website or I have one, but it needs to be better. Um, all kinds of professionals have these questions. So back to defining your audience um, and what is it that you want to say to them? I think to some of our listeners, this is obvious, um, or maybe some of you are like, oh, that's just a waste of time. I want to get my website up and out there. But trust me, defining your message and who your audience is up front will save you from a lot of headaches down the road. Sure. So what do you think that might look like as an example for a healthcare mm -hmm. practice owner when they're going through that exercise, trying to not overcomplicate it, but still getting the you know information that you need. So when you bring on an expert like Dwayne, he's got what he needs to help construct that solution for you. That's a great question because Dwayne, as the freelancer or agency rep, he's going to say, well, what do you, what do you want? What do you need? What what challenges are you trying to solve? All right. So, you know, first of all, who's your target demo? If you're a pediatric dentist, then your audience is very different from that of, say, an orthopedic sports therapy practice, right? Two very different audiences. Or maybe you're a women's healthcare practice or an ophthalmologist. Um, you know, these are all very different types of people, types of patients. And what that means is different messages different strategies for your website, and different site functionalities. And all these things need to be considered. And then once you know who you're talking to, you have to figure out what is your goal? Are you trying to attract new patients? Are you trying to keep the ones you have? Or maybe it's a combination of both. Because once you can identify that, it will help you to figure out you know, what you want to say and how you want to say it. Um, and that's when we can move on to the technical aspects of building your site and pushing it live. So, so Dwayne, based on what Danielle is saying, I mean, it sounds like the business owners really, you, you're going to want them to have a relatively clear understanding of what they want before they come to someone like yourself to actually build out a site. So given your years of experience, how does that level of preparation uh impact your process as a developer of actually creating that site once they come to you? Well, thanks, Alex. I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, I can start with asking you a question. Would you hire someone to renovate your kitchen and just leave it at that? I would like <laughs> you to give me a new kitchen. Probably not. You're probably going to need a little bit more. It, exactly. If you were to hire somebody and ask them to build a new addition to your house and give them no information, the end result might not be exactly what you're expecting. It might not be cost effective. You might be shocked at the end with the invoice. And that's what happens when you hire somebody to develop or engineer a website for you. Without having that prep. Exactly. It's to, a lot more expensive to work backwards, right? When you have something up and running, then you're like, oh, you know what? I, we should have done it this way. Exactly. So if you're sitting with a developer or even an agency, you know from your experience, if somebody knows what they need, 
then it helps to move the project along. It helps making sure that they stay on budget and they get what they're looking for. Um, agencies, just like anybody else, if you were to talk to a contractor, they want to make money. We all do. So they will make sure that they can get you everything under the sun is to know what your needs are, helps keep things concise and give you the product that you want. So Dwayne, when it comes to those varying needs, what's an example from your years of experience that would help our audience understand what that ends up looking like from the developer side, having the preparation um, versus not having that as you're going to build out a site for somebody? I think when you consider building a site for a medical practice, there are varying levels of complexity um, and details that go into it. I've worked for a company in the past that they wanted an extensive customer um, learning area, basically which described all the different procedures they had, all the different equipment that they had, a lot of very good content that would work. But in the end, it became very troublesome to try to assemble all of it, to fact check it, to make sure that it was updated, to make sure that it was relevant. They left all that to you? Unfortunately, no, they didn't do all of it. Well, because that's the planning part, right? Exactly. To dictate that, to kind of follow along, to work with their staff, to work with the nurses, to work with everybody, to find out what different topics we wanted to talk about and cover. At this time, I don't think that it was a bad idea. I think that those kind of things can delay the launch of even the most basic presence that you'd want online. So it's good to get something started. If you don't have a web presence, you need to get something up. So, okay, so you're saying even if you might have those larger goals of getting a more complex setup, you might want to kind of phase that out and at least get something up there uh, so you're not going without a site while you work on those details that are going to have to be flushed out. Exactly. Perhaps a good, an easy way of doing it is to plan out in phases. This way you have some, something constantly being released, something to be able to talk to your patients and your customers, and you have a presence up there. If you need to go up with new content or a blog or any other types of engagement programs, you can plan to roll those out in phases and be able to have a reason to communicate for new features on your site. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess I would wonder, does that kind of planning process help the business owner, the medical professional is looking to build a site, does that help them decide who to work with to get this done? Because you have a lot of options there too. You know, as Danielle was saying, you can go with that full agency if that's what you need, but then there are small shops, there are freelancers, there are, you know, friends and family that might have experience. So how does that pre-website planning process impact someone's decision when they're thinking about who to work with to get this site live? I think it really boils down to the amount of time you want to invest. Beyond the graphics and the development and the coding, you have copywriting and photography. With an agency, they'll manage having a photographer come in, take pictures of the doctors, the facility, edit them, and make them look nice online. If you have the time or you know somebody that you can coordinate this with, you can have them do it on your own. Save yourself some money. Even sometimes when working with an agency, some of these aspects you can do on your own if you choose. So that's a way of being able to save you know, a decent amount of money, but also have a little more control of what you're doing. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. However, I would also suspect that, you know, medical professionals are very busy. They work very, very long hours. And 
let's say that I'm someone who I have a practice and I want to get a website up, but I, I literally want as little involvement as possible. I know I'm going to need to bring in someone to do this for me. What's maybe one or two things that I'm going to want to look out for, even if I really want to stay away from the details, I don't want to get in the weeds and I want to stay non-technical. Well, the first thing you'd want to do is just go register your domain. Um, GoDaddy, a lot of different internet service providers provide that. It's only $13 a year. So if you know what you want your site to be called, or if you have something special in mind, register it immediately because domains can disappear in a day. We've seen it in BHG with products and services that we wanted to go and brand. So Danielle, uh, what about you? Any final takeaways for the listeners um, from the PR perspective that would give them one thing to take away when they're thinking about building out their web presence? I would say don't ignore having a website. And if you do already have an existing site, don't ignore it. Um, you should never just set it and forget it, right? I like to think about your website as your digital storefront. This is where people are going to find their next practitioners on Google. And your website is going to be one of the first things they see. So, you know, step back and look at it and, you know, consider, am I, am I drawing them in or am I detracting them based on what I have online? and do what you can to fix it. That wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts, comments, or opinions, please shoot me an email at podcast at bhg-inc.com. I'd love to hear from you.